Hello, my loves. This is Caitlin, your host of Diary of a Life Coach. I'm a qualified life coach, mother to 15-month-old Azura, newly enrolled human design student, and let's just say entrepreneur of a fair few things that are currently evolving. This episode is going to be a personal one that's very close to my heart to share my experiences, journey, and lessons with you all. I'm so happy to be back in this space recording a new episode for you and sharing my authentic voice, particularly about something that's been left quiet for quite some time. It has been a few weeks since the last episode and I had every intention of releasing an episode about my motherhood experience and what the first year has been, but wow, life has gotten in the way. I felt an immense call to go inward as I navigated both moving house but having no idea where the hell to go and also officially becoming a single parent. So the motherhood experience episode will be coming, but I really feel called to share this experience because I've been navigating it quietly behind the scenes due to privacy and respect of my relationship, but it now feels time to be open and share it with my community. So I live on the south coast of New South Wales in a gorgeous coastal town called Shell Cove right on the ocean. My lease was up in August and for months leading up to it, I was dreading the change because I had no idea where I would be after this and whether it was going to be with Sam or not. I had options to move to. There were Sam's parents in the rural outskirts of Sydney, but having lived in a central location where I am now, it made me realize how important having everything close by is for me. And after reading my personalized human design guidebook, it's actually an authentic part of me that does crave to be close to community shops and resources. My second option was to look at Jervis Bay, where I grew up and where my mum and siblings are, and it would have been nice to be closer to them, but it also didn't quite feel like it. If I'm honest, my true desire is to be in Queensland, on the Gold Coast short term and Sunshine Coast long term, where I want to really settle down and buy land, to be around like-minded people, particularly when it comes to parenting, and bringing my girl up in an environment that aligns with my values. But look, logically speaking, I can't pack up and run back up there just yet. When I did leave Queensland, I quit my job and moved to Sydney to be with Sam and went straight into lockdown where no one was able to work. Then I fell pregnant. Then I gave birth to a little human who will not leave my side for more than half an hour at a time for the entire first year and onward, like also right now. (laughs) This girl has not had an opportunity to establish herself again, both independently and financially. So I had to choose with my head for now and move to Southwest Sydney to be close to my mother-in-law. So it's still called a mother-in-law, even though her son and I broke up. So that she can babysit while I pick myself back up off the floor. She's an absolute darling of a person who will do anything for her family, myself and Azura included. And she's retired, so she's able to spend her days with her granddaughter while mama studies and builds her business. I have one more week left in Shell Cove and then it's moving day. It'll actually be two days after my 30th birthday and on a new moon, so I have a beautiful friend coming over who just did her Reiki course, has some new sound healing bowls, and has offered to do a complete cleanse of my new home as I move in. So divine. And yes, it is just Azura and I moving. Sam has gone to his parents a month or two ago. So I guess the news everyone has been asking me about. Sam and I have separated. There is a lot involved, but essentially it comes down to mental health on both parts being the detriment to our connection together, even with how significant our history was and how intense our love for each other was. It kind of kills me to say that in past tense, and I've been mourning our relationship this entire past year. I had an intuitive Balinese healing massage with a beautiful friend not long ago, and what came up for her was just an immense feeling of grief. It 
fucking hurts to have let go of someone you truly felt was your soulmate, your partner for life. And even more so when you've brought a new life into the world together and still can't make it. But life is all about contrasts. You wouldn't know happiness without sadness. Can't have the rainbow without the rain. You wouldn't know what a good day is without knowing what the bad day feels like. Sam and I's relationship and love was so immensely high, like anything we'd ever witnessed in any other relationships or connections, that when it came to our low, it was an all-consuming, rip-your-heart-out-feel-nothing-but-deep-fucking-darkness type low. Of course, the highest of highs is going to have an equally significant low as a contrast. It's a universal law. We were both just splattered onto the ground. It's funny because one of our songs is Follow You by Bring Me The Horizon with the lyrics saying, you can drag me through hell if it meant I could hold your hand. We literally went through hell together, the deepest of both our depressions, but we weren't able to keep holding on. So he actually ended things back in June on Azura's first birthday. So it's been a while. Let me preface this by saying our relationships are our greatest mirrors in life. And particularly for me, Anytime I look into my astrology chart or human design or numerology, romantic relationships are even more significant than most. For me to really be confronted by my shadow and have the potential to work through it, heal past trauma that has manifested again in repeated patterns that we need to break out of. And it's so interesting because nearing the end, anytime that Sam and I tried to take a break and have a breather, which we absolutely needed... I'd fall sick or I'd go through an insanely difficult period with Azura. It was as if my body and energy was reacting to him leaving by playing the damsel in distress and saying, no, you can't leave. I need you to look after me. So he'd continue living with us and try and help out because that's the right thing to do, right? And it just became more and more toxic because it was too scary to actually break it off and for me to be left abandoned, which is actually a childhood trauma of mine having divorced parents and then also having my mother choose her new husband and family over me. How good a conditioned beliefs from childhood that our minds will continue to recreate a scenario we are familiar with. It'll just keep showing up relationship after relationship until you actually face it and say, I am done with this. I'm choosing a different story. I'm not going to go into complete details of what our relationship really was like because it is my personal life and also his, but I will share enough for others to relate to and to share enough of my story as it's part of my purpose to do so. Long story short, we attempted couples counselling. The particular psychologist was not compatible with us, so that avenue was easily given up. And I was at the point of utterly begging on my knees to keep the relationship together for the sake of our baby not having separated parents like I did. Ever since I was a child, it was my life's greatest intention to have a baby that was half me, half the person I love, and to give that child a whole, loving, complete family. I was always so excited to bring my child up with two loving parents, something that I never had. And so I fought for that. And I started to fall into an energy of desperation. Eventually, I saw myself from an outside perspective of what I'd actually become. This girl just begging for love, desperate to be seen, acknowledged, asking every day, what can I do to make this better? You want a clean house? Done. You want to come home to me being happy with Bob, regardless of how my day went? Done. You want to have sex more often? Done. I'll make it work even though I'm utterly exhausted and touched out. You want to reconnect with one-on-one time? Done. I'll organize a babysitter each week. We'll go on dates. I was completely disregarding and dishonoring my own needs, losing myself more and more by seeking validation and love from someone who no longer wanted to give it. It very much became the energy of the love you are lonely for is your own. 
I was seeking love from external sources instead of going inward and healing myself. But in saying that, I was so completely depleted of everything at this point in my life, every day running off minimal sleep from my baby waking every single hour during the night, having zero time to actually fill my cup or even a few hours to myself, even one hour to be honest, unable to even go for a massage appointment, sometimes having to cancel my life coaching sessions, which were a non-negotiable. Her unable to be babysat by even Sam, let alone other family members. But of course, I was seeking absolutely anything I could get from any source possible, particularly the one that had previously been such a rich and potent supply of love and adoration. It's like when we keep reaching out to an ex. We know they've loved us before, so they're the likeliest source of giving us that sense of love again, even though it may have been the most toxic experience ever. At least we get that little hit of being wanted. So I saw myself for what I was, desperate, pleading, begging. And I thought, who the fuck is this? This isn't me. This is not my true, whole, authentic self. This is nothing near it. I just had this moment of full realization and clarity of this not being who I am meant to be. And I let go. I let myself finally release the idea that Sam and I have to be together. I was talking to a friend about what was happening, how I could never fathom the idea of Azura not having her parents together. And she said to me, but what if Azura signed her soul contract before coming into this world, knowing this is what would happen? What if she came here to be with me on purpose while I traverse this? And whoa, that hit me. We are in no way in control of how our lives play out. It is not up to me to decide what Azura experiences in this lifetime, how she experiences it. We are not the puppeteers of the universe. At what point did I start thinking I have the power to control how my life and my babies pans out? It is simply up to us to release it all, surrender, allow ourselves to fall. So Sam left. And of course, I instantly fell sick and had immense gastro the day he did. I physically could not get up out of bed because of the gut pain that I had or leave the house for fear of needing the toilet. But I didn't ask him to come back or stay. I didn't ask him to help with Azura. I just pushed through it. So funny that it was gastro too, because it literally felt as if my body was just completely purging everything, all of the energy. And then the following weekend, he came back to pack up the rest of his things, his bed, the rest of his clothes. And the next day, my period returned for the first time in two years. I hadn't bled for two years. And the day after everything he owns is gone from my space, my body just had a complete release. It was also a new moon, which is all about releasing and just everything could not have been more aligned. The first week that he was gone, it hurt. Like crumbling to my knees, begging for answers and to be held, literally breaking down into tears and sobbing, even on the side of the road. I acknowledged that I had been holding so much on my own for so long, practically parenting on my own for 95% of my baby's entire life, keeping my head above water as I went through the darkest depression of my life and also experienced anxiety for the first time in my life constantly in fight or flight state and then fighting to keep my relationship together just as I emerged out of the postpartum depression. I felt like I was just being held underwater, struggling for air, fighting to keep my head up. It was all too much. So I acknowledged that I couldn't do it all on my own and seeked out a psychologist to help me professionally. I actually ended up with three professionals to help me through this and it's beautiful what the universe offered and showed me through this absolute rock bottom I had hit. 
I was suddenly seeing angel numbers everywhere for the first time in probably years, which have always been symbols for me to know that I'm on the right path and I'm supported by a higher force and anything and everything I wanted to manifest was coming through. The exact apartment I wanted to move into, my current lease being extended so my move would be easier, a collaboration with my dream brand that I've been calling in for months, that was a powerful sign that the universe really wanted to give me anything that I asked for. It was insanely specific and aligned. And like-minded, inspiring friends popping into my life that I had also consciously called in. It's literally 2.22 right now as I'm typing this. Whoa. And so now, I feel so much lighter. I feel like me. I'm spending every free minute I have to be totally devoted to healing. And might I say that healing does not come without pain. It's not just this golden light that washes over you, cleansing your heart of all pain, giving you a reset. Hell no. Healing equals feeling all of the pain that has ever entered your body. You have to be able to feel it to be able to release it, to unblock your energy centers, shift into a higher vibration by allowing all energy, good or bad, to just flow through you. I'm currently working with a holistic psychologist based in Camden, if anyone's interested, who is working to energetically heal my body and mind, and she's just magical. I feel so ready to work on my shit, face all of my childhood trauma, and get out of my own damn way because I know I am here to do big things in this world, and I am sick of playing small by getting into sti- <laughs> by getting into situations and stuck in the humanness of it all, like poor me. Why would he do that? I don't deserve this. Why is this happening to me? No, I have created the self-awareness within myself by being on a spiritual journey for nearly 10 years now to recognize that every single person in our life is purely playing a role. They are not doing this to you. They are playing a role that has been conducted and planned by powers much bigger than you to set you on your path, to guide you, to give you the experience you need to heal, grow and evolve. Change is a part of human evolution. It's inevitable. It's necessary. If you choose to stay stuck, then you choose to stay small and you consciously choose to continue experiencing hardship in one form or another. So I am coming back to myself. I'm currently reading How to Do the Work, which I highly, highly recommend to every human being ever, no matter your level of self-awareness, and particularly if you suffer from anxiety and or depression. I'm only a third of the way through and it's powerful. I'm committed to reading this book and working through my shit with zero excuses possible. I have it on iBook, so I read it on my iPad when Azura is asleep and on my phone if it's in my hand and I'm tempted to scroll on social media. When I take Azura for walks to the beach or park in the morning, I have my AirPods in either listening to a personal development or spiritual podcast or a personal development book on Audible. I speak with my life coach weekly, have a psychologist appointment fortnightly, and sometimes watch the Inspired Unemployed's new show if I just want to have a laugh and release some endorphins also highly recommend. Having a baby absolutely rocked Sam and I, and that's the one thing he wanted me to mention in this episode, that absolutely nothing can prepare you for what parenthood may bring you, and he wishes someone told him the reality of what it might be and the absolute hardship it can entail. I also think it would have been helpful for more men or dads to speak openly about their real and honest experiences that they went through with their baby and partner too, but I guess not everyone's comfortable with that or meant to use their voice in this lifetime. I, however, will, and I'll be speaking about my motherhood experiences in the next episode. As for parenting completely on my own now, it's actually much easier than doing it in a very unhealthy environment, and you figure it out. 
Sure, my showers every evening are now accompanied by a little one instead of having those 15 minutes to myself while Sam baths her. But in all honesty, that's kind of the only thing that's different now. I've always been the one who puts her to sleep, who breastfeeds her, who she clings to if she's having a hard time with a leap or being overtired or having new teeth come through. The night routine was difficult for me to navigate on my own for the first week or two, but Azura and I fell into a rhythm together and even when our nights don't go to plan, I'm no longer stressed, anxious, resentful or feeling guilty when I ask Sam to help just by taking her for a walk in the pram to get her down. In hindsight, there's so much I didn't ask for because I didn't value myself enough and I just kept taking it all upon myself so as not to be a burden, even though he's a parent too. But now that we've taken this step back from each other, we can actually appreciate each other a lot more and the dynamic between us instantly changed and became lighter as soon as we actually separated. Don't get me wrong, I have some very challenging days and nights with Azura where I just think he has it so fucking easy. He can just come home from work, kick his feet up while watching TV, go to the gym as often as he wants, go to his mates for a few drinks and just crash there and live a normal and fun life. When I'm stuck here in this dark room with a sound machine on, bouncing on an exercise ball with a baby strapped to my chest, trying to get her to sleep just so I can have half an hour to myself. How is this fair? And look, it really isn't. And I don't have an answer for any of you other than you just got to do the damn thing. Motherhood shows you you are capable. You are patient. You are kind. You are present and loving and completely selfless. (laughs) And it will pay off. The early years are the hardest, but they're also the most formative and your baby will know that you are the one who held them unconditionally amongst all the ups and downs. So make sure to care for you too when you can because they need you and you need you. And so that wraps up the end of this episode as Sam comes back into the apartment after taking Azura for a short walk so I can have 20 minutes to myself. For now, we are living separately and just having casual visits. We've both needed to take a step back to see the bigger picture to work on our own mental health. I really don't think it's possible to heal a relationship and environment that's become toxic and it needed to be let go of before the damage became irreversible. I'm unsure what will come from the future, but that's not up to me anyway. It's just all about surrendering, remembering who you are, who you came here to be and trusting the path laid out in front of you one step at a time.